Hey, ladies and gentlemen, it is good to be behind the microphone again. I'm Jared, and this is Pastor Beck. You know, I almost accidentally said this is Pastor Beck to myself. <laughs> glad I didn't because I'm not. Uh, this week we are tackling. Uh, we are tackling Peter. It's good to have you back. You were thanks not able to do it last week, but uh-huh. Pastor Warren did a decent job in uh, in your absence. Yeah, he did. Hmm. So Peter, let's talk about Peter. Yeah, so he is the oldest disciple, as in when you look at the 12, he is the eldest in the bunch. He uh, was a fisherman called on the Sea of Galilee. Jesus gets in his boat and kind of rocks his world with, he does this miracle and, and Peter had been fishing all night and Jesus gets in his boat. In the end, he has this miracle where there's so many fish he has to get his friends to help him haul the fish in and Peter realizes this is the son of God and he falls on his face Jesus leave me alone I'm not worthy kind of thing and Jesus just includes him in the story and says hey follow me the cool thing about the story is the last thing we read about Peter in the gospels is in John 21 we'll read about him in Acts but in terms of his life with Jesus We'll read about it in John 21. So the very first kind of conversation Jesus has, he would say to Peter, follow me. The very last conversation Jesus has is, follow me. Mm. And so really the story of Peter's life is, follow me, Peter. Like mm. it doesn't get more complicated than that. Yeah. But so he uh, he's a fisherman one day and then Jesus comes in and rocks his world and in literal sense rocks his boat because yes. of how much fish they pick up. And then he becomes a disciple. And what what kind of happens in the middle there between those follow me's? Yeah, so he he begins, so he takes three years, I guess, of his life following Jesus in community. So there was the 12 plus there were, um, I mean, we know at one point there was 70 that were sent out. So we always think of the 12, but there was definitely 70. So it was 12 kind of core guys. It was 12 close. core guys, but then there were 70. That included women, mm-hmm. that included... Um, a whole bunch of people and then there was even the crowd the 500 so and then really even in the 12 there was the three and peter was one of those yeah peter james and john the disciples of the disciples of the disciples yeah they were jesus in a circle they were um it's interesting even jesus had an inner circle even jesus had that kind of yeah he had his friends he had his ones he Mm. could rely on and he also knew the potential in them. He, um, Peter would be the disciple that would have this aha moment where he would say, you are the Christ, the son of the living God in Matthew 18. And that was a big deal. And Jesus would look at him and say, look, you know, flesh and blood haven't revealed that to you, but my father in heaven has. Yeah. And and then right after that, Jesus, Peter will say something and Jesus will say, get behind me, Satan. And the poor guy, like one minute he's on top of the world, he's recognized Jesus is the Christ. Mm. And then in the next second he's like, you know, you're speaking, mm. you know, not the truth. And really Satan has really come and influenced what you've said. And so <laughs> poor Peter, he's in this, oh, I mean, if there's a disciple that says he has 40 mouth, he keeps saying things before he thinks it through, it would be Peter. Yeah. So we've got a guy who's the oldest of the disciples. He keeps saying some right things, but also some wrong things yeah, at he, the wrong he time. Will, he, a lot is recorded about him. Mm. Uh, he will make big, bold statements. He will walk on water. Mm. 
He, I mean, this is the this is the guy that's just the big risk taker, and in doing that, he makes some mistakes. But he has some amazing experiences with Jesus. Mm. It's interesting to think about Jesus' inner circle, the ones that he chose to be his closest friends. Like, like we call them Saint Peter and Saint Paul. Like, not that Paul was a disciple, but these weren't perfect people. I think these were people who were Jesus just just said yes to following Jesus. Yep. I suppose absolutely. So Peter would be one of the disciples that was there at the transfiguration where Moses and Elijah would appear Mm -hmm. to Jesus. Peter was there. Peter was one of the disciples in the garden who was asked to wait. Peter was right there. Peter was there when Jesus, you know, brought, you know, Jairus' daughter back to life. Mm -hmm. Peter was there um, when the feeding of the 5,000, the feeding of the 4,000. Peter had an up-close and personal view of Jesus But his life will come to this climax um, in Matthew 26 where he will deny Jesus. I mean, he's backtracked just a little bit. He will like look at Jesus at the Last Supper and say, I will never Mm. deny you. Everyone else will fall away, but I will Mm. never fall away. Like he was passionate, committed. They go to arrest Jesus. The thought is that it was Peter that got his sword and chopped off the ear of the, you know, the guards that were coming. I mean, he was... He was out to protect Jesus, and then somehow Jesus knew that he would be the one that would deny him. Mm. And I don't know about you, but there's something about other people not liking you or denying you. It's something else when the people closest to you pretend like they don't know you. That cuts deep. And Jesus knew how that feels. And Peter will deny Jesus, and Jesus makes that classic line, you know, when the rooster crows three Mm. times, you will deny me. And true, that's exactly what happened. Yeah, and I suppose like, like Jesus is there, and he ends up denying that he he knew him because he was asked by like a, a like a teenage girl, going, "Hey, weren't you with Jesus?" And he was like, "No, no, I never knew him." And then he ends up doing that a few times. Yeah, and, and he just... he follows Jesus at a distance. I think yeah. that's a reminder to us, you know, when we put a distance between us and God, that's not where we're supposed to be. We're mm-hmm. meant to be up close and personal followers of Jesus. And when we join the crowd, we join the very people that we shouldn't be with. Mm. Uh, that gets us into trouble. Mm. So then Jesus makes this classic this, uh, you know, line to his disciples. Once I've risen again, I'll meet you in, I'll mm. meet you in Galilee. And, of course, Peter denies Jesus. We don't hear about him at the foot of the cross. We hear about John at the foot of the cross. We don't hear about him in this journey. Mm-hmm. But what we do hear about is that he's gone back to fishing. So he thinks it's over, doesn't he? He, Yeah, he's messed up big time. Yeah. He's missed. And, and he, he really, like, left his closest friend in his biggest time of need. Yeah. And also his hopes, his hopes of getting out of this Roman rule, mm-hmm. his hopes for a better life for his family, he can't see. Now they're kind of gone down the toilet because Jesus mm. is dead. Yeah. And then Jesus will rise again. I mean, Peter and John will have this classic race to go to the tomb and Jesus won't Mm. be there. We read that. And then uh, we read that he's in Galilee. We Mm. read that he's on the... We read that he's on the uh, shore of Galilee. Jesus will turn up and he will almost like replay the miracle from... Mm. From the very beginning. From the very beginning, from Luke chapter 5. He'll replay it, and all of a sudden they've fished all night. They've caught no fishing. They've caught no fish. It's the same kind of guys that used to be with him in the crew and the boat. And then Jesus will turn up, and he'll say, "Throw your net on the other side," and the boat will be overthrown with fish. 
But this time he doesn't fall down and say, get away. This time he will run to Jesus and he will confess his love to Jesus three times. And in doing that, Jesus will say, don't worry about anyone else. Like, follow me. Actually, my favorite part of of Peter's story is where, and it's told by John. So, you know, you've got to keep that in mind. But John must have been following Peter and Jesus in a distance. And they're actually on the shore. And Peter and Jesus are walking. And and Peter's asking him, like, what's going to happen to me? And, And Jesus is telling him, like, giving him a kind of a glimpse of what the future will hold. And then, and then Peter will say, well, what about him? As in, what about John? And Jesus will use this classic line, like, what's it to you? Yeah. Like, you mind your own business. You stay in your lane. You keep your mind on what you're doing. John and I, that's between John and I. You focus on what you're doing. Mm. Beautiful. What lessons do you take the most out of Peter's life, do you reckon? You know what? As you read the book of Acts, Peter will walk along and his shadow will hit someone and they'll be healed. Mm. Um he will kind of be the pastor of the church in Jerusalem. He really will continue the mission of Jesus. And um, he will um, train and mentor uh, the junior leaders that become great leaders of the church. Yeah. And then this guy that was denying Jesus wanted to pretend like he didn't know him. Church history tells us that he was crucified upside down. He refused to be crucified the same way Jesus was. He said, no, 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 I don't deserve to be crucified the same way my Lord was. And they would crucify him head first. This is a guy who, from I'm pretending like I don't know Jesus to I'm going all the way. His biggest, I think the biggest lesson for me is that who I was when I was 15 or 20, or for me, in my case, 30, 35, is not the same person that I am now. I'm on a journey of personal growth and transformation of being more like Jesus. I think one thing that really sticks out to me is like, don't let your shame get in the way. Yeah. Because it would have been easy for Peter just to run away and be like, no, I stuffed it. I stuffed it before. I'll stuff it up in the future. There's no point in me even trying. Yeah. So I think... Not letting your shame get in the way of a relationship with God because you're going to stuff up. We always stuff up, but always running back to Jesus, always accepting his love even when it sometimes it feels hard is something that I really take from that, that yep. story. Absolutely. Mm. All right, leave it there. Yeah. All right, thanks, guys. We will see you. Well, you'll, you won't see you. You'll hear from us next week. Have a good one. See ya.